Welcome to Puto Politics, the political podcast of the San Antonio Express News. My name is Gilbert Garcia, Metro columnist, and I'm joined by... Nancy Prayer Johnson, Deputy Editorial Board Editor. Kerry Clark, Columnist Editorial Board. This is kind of a special uh, edition of Puto Politics. Uh, we're recording this Tuesday morning right as the uh, impeachment trial in the Texas Senate begins uh, for Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. This is a, a rare... Uh, event in in Texas, to say the least. This is the third time we've had a Texas elected official um, facing impeachment in nearly 200 years of Texas history. Um, and we want to kind of go over some of some of the issues involving Paxton um, and uh, his thorny history as, as Texas attorney general. Um, he was uh, impeached by the Texas House uh, on May 27th. Um, and it was a, really a bipartisan move. You had about uh, uh, certainly all the Democrats voted for impeachment, but you had uh, about 70 percent of Republicans doing so. And the root of this was that there had been uh, whistleblower allegations from uh, former staff members uh, three years ago. Four of the, the eight were, were fired and filed a suit, wrongful termination suit against Ken Paxton. The uh, he settled with them uh, for three point three million. And the idea was that the Texas taxpayers were going to be we're going to pick up the tab for that. And uh, in order for that to be approved, uh, tex- uh, a House committee had to investigate um, the situation and their findings were disturbing, to say the least. And that, that led to the impeachment. And what we're, what we're really talking about is um the relationship between Ken Paxton and uh, his mega donor, Nate Paul, mm. is a, an Austin uh, real estate investor. Um, and there are allegations that uh, Ken Paxton uh, was having an affair, He uh, that Nate Paul provided a job to Ken Paxton's mistress, um, that he that there were renovations done on Ken Paxton's home, that Ken Paxton was doing all kinds of things to protect Nate Paul from his legal problems. Uh, and Ken Paxton was using his office improperly. Uh, complicating all this is the fact that Ken Paxton's wife, uh, Angela Paxton is a member of the of the Texas Senate, um, and there will be she will be present, although she will not be voting. She will be present while uh, we hear about his his affair, alleged affair, and uh, and uh, some of the the alleged corruption that went with that. Um, there's so much to get into here, Carrie. But like, what are you, what are your some of your big thoughts as we begin this process? It's just to get to, it's one of the running joke sources of befuddlement for eight years has been the fact that, you know, he was indicted mm-hmm. on on two security charges in, in 2015 and there's still been no trial. And now after this impeachment hearing is done, there'll, 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 there'll be a trial. But when you look at the scope of his entire tenure as, as attorney general, I mean, eight years under indictment, that's... Uh, Barack Obama was president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Tony Romo was quarterback in the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> That's some perspective. Well, two presidents and yeah. one Prescott later, uh, there's still no trial. There are third graders who are starting school this week who weren't born. <laughs> <laughs> who weren't born when That's Ken nice. Paxton was <laughs> indicted in 2015. And, <laughs> you know, I despise the poli- the. the the policies of, of Governor Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Patrick, but I don't find them uh, buffoonish. I take them really serious. Yeah, that's a good point. Paxton, I just find a buffoon. Yeah. And just everything he does seems to be 
corrupted. It just seems to be his nature. And so now that we're in, in this situation where it looks like perhaps his own party is going to be the uh, the ones who decide if he is continues to be the attorney general, it's just kind of rich and tells how much he has, just tells you how much he has done to to embarrass folks. I mean, I'm embarrassed to be a Texan, just more, more so yeah. of Ken Paxton and even Patrick and, and Abbott. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. And I think that he's almost a caricature <laughs> of the sleazy, hyper-partisan politician, uh, demagogic uh, mm-hmm. politician. Um, what, do you, what are you thinking about, you think, it's, Paxton? It's embarrassing that he's yeah. a Texan, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> he's our top attorney. I mean, it's just... Embarrassing, you know, and Texas can do better than this. Um, you know, I, I keep thinking about his wife, you know, and, and as a woman, just like how she must feel through all of this. Um, you know, and, and she was the first person I was watching some of the coverage this morning. You know, it's about 920 right now, but you know, she's the first person to walk in the chamber and she's waving to supporters in the gallery this morning and, and the first senator, sorry to walk through there so far. And yeah, I, I believe that's the picture of her. Mm. And it's just, I just keep thinking about, about her and, and what's going through her mind. And mm-hmm. I don't think she should be there yeah. either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the ethics behind that, first of all, but I mean, the man, I mean, what was, what do you call himself? Dave P Dave on P. Uber, <laughs> Dave P, you know, and then I just, uh, you know, there were, there were some years that I actually tuned politics out for a while. And those were the years yeah. when I was a teacher yeah. um, because I was so busy as a teacher. And so, sure. um, and just trying to just do my job. Right. And so I had listened and stuff, but I didn't like really get into the nitty gritty of what was happening. Um, but I don't, so I've never heard this story about the pin at the airport. <laughs> um, but I'd like for us at some point during this talk, we yeah. have to get to that story of the pin. Cause when I, I heard it and then I looked it up and I saw video and it just blew my and, mind, and but it shouldn't have. And it Harry, really you remember the story very better than I do. I think that <laughs> well, he the, was going, he was, he was, uh, at the airport and going through security mm-hmm. and there was a, a lawyer who was ahead of him and had, had, the lawyer had left in the, uh, the basket. Uh, yeah. a $1,000 Mont Blanc, Blanc pin. $1,000. $1,000. This one, and this one when Paxson was still a state senator, it's like maybe 2014. Yeah. 12. 12? Uh-huh. That long, that long yeah, ago. I, I saw mean, the video. It's a, yeah. And, and so, yeah, and, and, and you see Paxson rummaging through this and taking it. He's, he, he's, they just says he, he picked it up by mistake, <laughs> but he's rummaging through it. But there's also the, you know, there's, the coconut cake that ATB would send to the attorney general's office every Christmas. And the allegations are that, that, uh, you know, the, the cakes were sent for the staff that Paxton would take the cake for himself. He'd do different things with it, but he, he, he just basically stole a, a coconut cake sent by H-E-B and didn't share it with his staff. I, I have mean, heard about that cake and I want to <laughs> taste that cake. Yeah. I have to get some cake, but. Oh my gosh, share it. I had not heard that story <laughs> so either. It's, it's like, and so now you, you that should be an article of impeachment right there. You go from the kidding. pen to the, obviously, if just because of those things doesn't mean that you're guilty of the things he's been serious of, but there's a, it shows there's, his a character. there's a pattern. Yes. He, he's, he's, the, he's the pig pen of Texas politics. Oh, God. Clouds of ethical, unethical dust clouds that follows him wherever he goes. And he's <laughs> utterly shameless, too. Shameless I mean, there's never him. a moment when you sense, like, where <laughs> even maybe a, a hint of, uh, uh, in, you know. He's a caricature, like you said, uh, you said yes. of what, of what uh, 
He really is. Yeah, and the 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 dopey grin. I mean, I'm not making getting personal about this, but he is yeah. such a cartoonish yeah. character, yes. accused yeah. of being doing serious things as the state's top attorney. That's the thing. He's the top law officer yeah. in the state, and he has allegedly been using his office really just to you know to further his own career and to help you know a friend and a, and a donor mm-hmm. uh, and to and allegedly to get personal favors for himself. And, uh, you know, when we really get back to this, I mean, this is really rooted in things that people, high level people who worked in his office, uh, these are, these are, these were fellow Republicans who worked for him and they were disgusted by what they saw. And I think that's why it's very complicated for Republicans politically Mm -hmm. in this state, because I think the we knew I mean, we knew about the whistleblower allegations Mm -hmm. before this year. We'd known about them for about three years. But the investigation uh, this year did find uh, uh, some new uh, evidence, and I think it became harder for Republicans to to sweep this under the rug. I've had just private conversations with a few Republicans in, in over the past couple of months, and I'm not saying that this uh, it's not like the sample size is you know tells tells us anything, but I, w- I will say it, it was interesting to me to hear like the level of disgust. They might not say it publicly, but the level of disgust they have with him and the sense that he's an embarrassment to their party. Mm-hmm. And um, at the same time, uh, one of the, and we can talk about this in a, l- a little bit, uh, one of the things that he's done with his office, and I think it's been an abuse of his office, though it's not related to the um, impeachment, is that the way he's used his office to sort of, uh, you know, advance his connection with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And to try to win favor with Donald Trump and Donald Trump, we we know. I don't think even his supporters could deny that he tends to judge other elected officials by you know uh, what they do for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll say about you know you could be the sleaziest elected official ever and the most incompetent elected official, and he'll go he'll be there at a rally saying, "Oh, they're doing a great job," mm-hmm. and he knows nothing about the job they're doing. <laughs> but you know, and he used to think DeSantis was a great governor in Florida. And now he thinks Ron DeSantis is incompetent because Ron DeSantis is challenging him. Uh-huh. So it's all about that. And Ken Paxton has been uh, just a lapdog for Trump over the years. Um, I also wanted to say that, you know, the, the, you know, Nancy was talking about Angela Paxton and it's a, it's a, it's a complicated situation. One of the things that really bothers me about this, uh, the way this is being handled, she isn't going to have a vote mm-hmm. on this, which is is appropriate because of the conflict of interest there. But she is going to be present and she is going to be counted as one of the 31 senators when uh, when the vote gets taken on uh, whether he's convicted or not. And the threshold for conviction is two thirds. So that means 21 out of 31. We have 12 Democrats who I think will all vote you know, I mean, yeah. obviously this thing has to play out and we have to hear yeah. what the evidence is, but it's very likely that all 12 Democrats are going to vote for conviction. That means probably going to need nine Republican, nine out of uh, 19, nearly half. Um, so in a sense, even though she's not voting, she is an, a non-conviction vote because she's yeah. going to be considered yeah. one of the 31. If you just removed her from it and said, we're not going to count her at all, exactly. we're only going to have 30 Two thirds of that's twenty, so that that's one less impeachment yeah. or conviction vote that you would need. Mm-hmm. So she is affecting that vote by her presence there, and I think that that's a problem. I don't think that that's right, um, mm-hmm. given her. You know, the, her this is one, one of the sad things about uh, uh, American politics, and I would say, you know, any in any country that when a man, a male politician, gets accused or gets found out he's having an affair. You know, 
you know, one of the remedies is to always have his wife there, mm-hmm. the one who cheated on. Stand by my man. Stand, stand by, mm-hmm. stand by him, and and mm-hmm. and be his 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 moral support. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying though is this is even deeper than that. Yeah. Because she's standing there not just as his moral support, but as numerical support. Yeah. That her very presence is going could tilt the vote, uh, in his being being acquitted. So. It's just messy all 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 the way around. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to be ultimately voting um, on sixteen of the twenty articles of impeachment that the House approved. There are four of them were related to the securities fraud indictment, which, like you said, has been uh, just this unbelievably long process that we could we could spend a few hours mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. um, uh, this indictment that he's faced for almost the entirety of his time mm-hmm. as attorney, attorney general. So they're going to be uh, voting on the other sixteen. Um, Articles. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about is my 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 feeling that the voters of Texas are, are somewhat culpable in this thing because um, when, well he was elected in 2014 there were already allegations mm-hmm. uh, of, of corruption mm-hmm. he had not yet been indicted he was indicted shortly after that but in 2018 certainly he was under indictment when he ran for re-election by 2022 this the third time. The whistleblower allegations come out. There had been a lot of stories about them. This was pretty well known, I think, to anybody who follows Texas government. Um, and so we, we've learned more this year, but we, we, uh, we knew a lot, I think, about the allegations of corruption in, in his office. And he had primary challengers. They were, I think they were all flawed in different ways, but he did have primary challengers. He certainly had, uh, you know, a, a very credible, uh, general election mm-hmm. challenger, and Texas voters had a, an opportunity um, to do something about him um, with with some knowledge of what he had been up to, allegedly. And so I just think at a, a certain point, you know, I, I feel, particularly in the primary process, I mean, that's what I was going to go to, the primary. Yeah, yeah. One, you know, this is a red state. So, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, people who, who Republicans who may not Care for Paxton, what he's doing, are going to still want to keep that office in the, in 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 Republican hands. Mm-hmm. The point is, though, that in the uh, primary, he had you did have. I mean, Eva Guzman, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, former Supreme Court justice. Right. You had they had a choice mm-hmm. to go with her or to go with him, yeah. mm-hmm. and they went with him. Yeah, and that's where the you know his his sort of uh, MAGA credentials may made it. You know, he's he. He because, you know, we were coming off of Donald Trump's uh, denial that he lost the 2020 election, his uh, unfounded allegations of widespread voter fraud in 2020. Mm -hmm. And Ken Paxton was one of his most loyal soldiers. He was there on January 6th when Trump made that speech. He did not march to the Capitol, but he was there that morning, uh, you know, supporting Trump. And uh, and he had filed a lawsuit, which we can get into in a minute, but Mm -hmm. um, in, in support of Trump. So I think that that's where I, I think what, what we saw in the election uh, said a couple of things about, about Texas politics. And, and it's, it's true about other red states. One is that that if you um, are blindly loyal to, to Donald Trump, you are going to be a lot of things are going to be forgiven or excused by primary voters. Mm-hmm. And that in, in some way that, that, that he was seen as the I mean, there was a lot of competition among the the uh, the candidates in that primary. Like who's the, who who's more loyal to Trump? You know, yeah. it was kind of kind of a pathetic exercise, really. Mm-hmm. And then once if you win the primary, uh, 
you just basically got it because we, we're we're a one party state when it comes to statewide elections. Um, and to be fair, I want to say that you know, to, I mean, to be bipartisan about this, it's not that that historically in, in the United States, uh, that you know, you know, Democrats in Louisiana. Oh my God. Democrats in Massachusetts, you know, whether and in Texas, in Texas yeah. have a habit of voting for candidates, uh, uh, long entrenched office holders who they know are corrupt. Yeah. Uh, but they will vote for them because they're That's of right. the party. So it's mm-hmm. we do. I mean, Democrats yeah. do the same yeah. thing as Republicans do. Yeah. But Texas is just on a different level. That's right. And and I, but I think when you have a one party state, when you when you, I think I, I think he's been able to to. Uh, I mean, these are, I think the tendencies that he has, they would be there regardless. And we've seen. Mm-hmm. uh you know, bad behavior, large and small from him. But I think that he also knew that um, he was likely, if he could get through the primary, he was likely to be able to survive politically because we are in a one party state. And I don't think that's healthy. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of which party. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely not. I mean, our editorial board, we never write about Paxton. I don't believe we've ever written about Paxton without writing in, indicted Ken Paxton, the word <laughs> indicted right before, just to remind that's, that's people. That's his first name. Basically. Indicted. Yeah. Um, the word indicted, the I word is always there. That and that's, his, that should have been his lift name. And, right there, <laughs> right? Indicted Dave P. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. But I did see, um, and you know, it, it's true, like voters in Texas, they look, um, they look away, they, um, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> still vote for him. Um, but I did see that University of Texas politics project poll over the weekend. I was going to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super interesting. Interesting. I don't. I don't know if that shows that there's um, some regret the there, or or what. But um, you want to talk about it, Gilbert? Well, I I'm, I yeah. was thinking of one that came out. I think a couple of months ago. You might be uh, the uh, one that I saw said that I think fifty percent. This was shortly after uh, it was the University of Texas poll. Shortly after the uh, House impeachment, and it said fifty percent of Texans thought the impeachment was justified. Seventeen percent said not justified, and then mm-hmm. the others were undecided. But even more interesting to me was the fact that 31% of Republicans said it was justified, 30% said not. Oh. So okay. again, that's where things get really interesting for um, Republicans. If if you just think look through a purely political lens, yeah. I mean they, they should be they should be making this decision based on the evidence. But right. if you look at it through a political lens, um, there is now I think some. Uh, I mean. It, there's probably been some erosion of support for mm-hmm. Ken Paxton or some some questions among even Republicans about his his behavior. This one was September 1st, and yeah. it says among Republicans. The question was, do you think that Ken Paxton took actions while attorney general that justify removing him from elected office? And um, a plurality registered voters in Texas, 47 percent mm-hmm. said yes, 18 mm-hmm. percent said no, 35 yeah. percent had no opinion. Um, I think those 35 percent just don't pay attention. <laughs> I don't know. They don't pay attention. They don't read. They don't pay attention. You know, right. And the tipping point, I mean, ultimately, especially if uh, if uh, he, he he loses in the Senate, it will be the eight whistleblowers. I mean, again, it's amazing. You have eight present members of your staff yeah. who come forward to say that you are, are doing dirty. And while that didn't have any effect on 2022, the fact that it leads to the settlement where the $3.3 million is going to be paid by Ken Paxton or Angela Paxton is going to be paid by, by, you know, Texas uh, Mm. taxpayers. And ultimately that's what leads to the investigation into Mm -hmm. Paxton and being impeached by the house into where we are today. So it, it, it does start with those, 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 yeah, I think you have to call them courageous. Absolutely. 
they came forward uh, against their own party's interests, against their own self-interest mm-hmm. to speak out against yeah. their boss. Damaging their own careers. Yes. And uh, not knowing that, the, you know, four of them would get $3.3 million sure. down the line, but still. Yeah. Um, one of the things that was interesting is we recently heard from uh, former Governor Rick Perry, mm-hmm. who uh, he, he faced an indictment when he was when he was governor and, uh, you know, argued at the time that it was, you know, it was it was uh, politically motivated. But he s- seems to be suggesting um, that he sees some evidence that he sees something substantive yeah. ha- here. And I thought that was kind of interesting that, you know, he's he was careful about what he said, mm-hmm. but it sounded like he was saying this looks like a legitimate case. It just seems like the the way it's going that 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 it, it's going to lead to his exposure from office. But, you know, we live in a time where you can't take anything like that for granted. But we're talking about, what, 4,000 pages mm. of documentation. And you've got, um, you know, you know, conversations with, you know, even the whole the whole deal with uh, uh, putting his 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 finances into a trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's you know, stories about how he's he's violated that. There's just mm-hmm. so much about him and I think at, but then at the same time it's easy also to say okay we've had this if we the Republican Party we've elected this guy three times so mm-hmm. we've you know we've, yeah. we've he's done whatever good he's going to do to us so now we can get rid of him but again there's, there's been this consistency of of corruption that shadowed him since before he took office so it's yeah it's great that maybe now you're going to get rid of him mm-hmm. but man you could have done this a long time ago and, uh, you know, Donald Trump came out against the impeachment process in, in May. Um, he's of been a strong supporter of, of Ken Paxton's. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he, he what he has to say, if anything, uh, in, the, in the weeks to come. But, you know, Ken Paxton has, has said that this whole thing is, uh, you know, and this has kind of been his his running line that it's this is uh, politically motivated and that they're trying to stop, you know, this all this work that he's doing for Texas. And really, a lot of it has been um has, again, has been him trying to advance the MAGA cause. And and uh, there were a couple of things he did in related to the 2020 election that I wanted to talk about. One of them he's very proud of. I saw an interview where he was he was basically saying he saved Texas for Trump because he prevented Harris County from mm-hmm. sending out mail ballot applications mm-hmm. uh, to voters across uh, Harris County. Uh, now, he exaggerated, I think, his impact because he yeah. suggested like, he, he, he seemed to suggest that every single person who would have received an application would have actually voted and that they would have voted Democrat and that would have, or, or most of them would have voted Democrat and it would have, it would have tilted the, the state to Trump, uh, away from Trump. Um, but when you look at what he was really trying to do, this was at the height of the COVID-19 mm-hmm. pandemic. Harris County was simply saying, um, we want to make these applications available. They're not sending ballots. There are states that do universal mail voting, like California, that will send out ballots to all registered voters. This was not that type of thing. This was, we're simply going to send the application, which you have to fill out. You have to demonstrate on the application that you meet one of the uh, criteria, um, whether it's being 65 or over, having a disability or one of the others. And and then it has to be approved. And then they send you an application. Mm Keep in mind that that as far as I know, all the the counties that I'm aware of, certainly the big counties and and Bear County is one of those. They have the applications available on their websites. You can print them out. This is not some uh, thing that should not be that we're trying to keep from people, mm-hmm. um, or that it's you know that, that there's that there's some uh, concern with uh, voter fraud in making it available. It's made available on websites routinely. 
what what Harris County was trying to do say that you know some people maybe are not aware of that or maybe they don't have they don't have you know internet access mm -hmm. or let's just let's let's send it to them to make it easier because mm -hmm. voting is actually a, a health concern you know, yes. ma you know massive in person voting this year and so um, he was very proud of the fact that he blocked them from doing that. And I think what that says is, you know, I, I, people can decide what they think of that. I, I don't think that speaks but well. That, but see, that, that, but that's the part also where that's consistent with with Republican leadership, be it the governor, be it the lieutenant governor, be it the state legislature, the state senate, is trying to suppress. And I mean, targeting Harris County specifically, yes, but overall, exactly. just trying to suppress the vote. So that's where that's where Paxton fits in perfectly with his party, and why he. Yeah. And why a lot of stuff was ignored. Yeah. And Donald Trump has been a, a, a basically someone who's who's spoken often of his hatred for for mail voting, though he's voted by mail yeah. many times himself. Yeah. But mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it's OK for him. Um, uh, the other thing is that uh, Ken Paxton uh, was, uh, you know, supported Donald Trump's uh, big lie about about election fraud in 2020. And he filed lawsuits mm -hmm. which failed uh, against four swing states. Uh, and it was Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Wisconsin. That's right. And um, his complaint was that they had changed their uh, election rules in the year leading mm -hmm. up to uh, the t November 2020 election. Um, and, you know, we had states changing uh, the rule. Uh, most of these changes that happened in 2020 in different states, it was related. They were related to COVID-19 and concerns about, uh, again, about making voting safe for everybody. Mm -hmm. and, uh, um the thing I wanted to mention is that there were actually 30 states in that year that changed election rules. Um, Ken Paxton targeted the four states um, that I think there were 13 of those 30 were states mm -hmm. that Trump actually won. Mm -hmm. we were, there were no lawsuits against those states. Mm -hmm. uh, of course uh, from not. From Ken Paxton. <laughs> yeah. He targeted the four that were very cl that were and close. Name, and, and name the states again. Georgia. Okay, Atlanta. Go on. There you go. Exactly. Go on, okay. go on. Pennsylvania. Philadelphia. Thank you. Um, Wisconsin. Milwaukee. All right. And Michigan. Uh, Detroit. Yeah. There you go. You got it. Okay. <laughs> I think we're done. I don't, yeah. I think we're done. Okay, so, um, yeah. So, what about, what, yeah, what is it about the demographics of those particular <clears throat> cities? I wonder. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking at your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> just looking yeah. at your <laughs> Very, yes, very good point, Gary. So, um, yeah, so I mean, clearly this was, it wasn't, uh, this wasn't a deal where he's saying like, I'm, I'm really disturbed that we've had some changes in, in voting. You know, it's not right to have and the change in voting. The Supreme Court basically laughed it. They laughed it out. This Supreme yeah, Court so, laughed it out. Yeah, very conservative. Yeah. Uh, Supreme Court with Trump, three Trump appointees. So it was, he was, these are the four that Trump, that could have swung the election to Trump and we're going to, we're going to target those. It's also worth mentioning that Texas changed its election rules in 2020. Uh, Greg Abbott unilaterally uh, added six days to early voting because he wanted to spread out the time period, again, to make it safer uh, during the, the pandemic. Uh, and he did it without the legislature. Um, should we take those 38 electoral votes from away from Donald Trump because we, Texas changed its election rules in 2020? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Um, so um, it was, you know, it was, it was very obvious what he was doing here. And again, this has nothing to do with the with what the yeah. Senate will be looking at. It's not part of the impeachment, but I think it speaks to um, what a cynical and calculating figure he is. Whether they find out that he's, you know, committed illegal acts or not, that's that's a separate issue. But I don't think that uh, it's very clear to me 
that this is a person who has abused his office. This was an yeah. abuse of his office. What he tried to do with regard to the election. It's just interesting if, if you if you track his his legal problems with that of of, of Trump, mm-hmm. and uh, and to the point where we are now, where obviously the former president, I mean, it's like a lot of receipts are being called in, and sure. and, and he may have to actually pay for some what he, what he's done. Uh, and the same thing's happening with Paxton. So it's almost like, you know, Paxton tied himself to to Trump, uh, you know, for the, what he thought would be ascending a little bit higher if he could overturn the election. Uh, and now he's going that way with Trump. Yeah, so. uh, that's a great point. Well, I think on that uh, on that note, we'll uh, we'll probably wrap things up. Um, this is going to be fascinating to watch over the next uh, few, what do you think few weeks. Happen? You know, I think I think that they're going to convict him, um, but I don't I don't have any inside no. knowledge, and I think that it, it is really wide open. And uh, I, I I do think that he's reached a point where Republicans are starting to many not all of them, but but many Texas Republicans are starting to want to distance themselves from him. I sure hope so. Yeah. I sure yeah. hope so. Yeah. I mean, if not, it's going to. And I know. We sat here and talked about how bad Texas is and and how embarrassing it is and how voters still kept him in despite everything yeah, yeah. That, that we know. But if if Republicans send that message um, that he is isn't so above the law that he cannot get away with this right here. Right. Um, I That's mean, right. 16 counts. You had to put indicted before his name every time you write sure. about him. I mean, it's just across the board, mm-hmm. unethical, terrible, and it's embarrassing. And I mean, it's going to speak volumes if they do the right thing here. Yeah. And if they don't, it's going to be... I mean, I don't even want to think about... Sure. <laughs> it's it's really going to be yeah. really terrible. And it's really interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the, the evidence is laid out because this yeah. I think this is really compelling evidence that we've heard. But, you know, there are a lot of details that we're, we still have yet to mm-hmm. learn. Um, I know he's challenged the the house renovation story that yeah. he got to Nate Paul to pay for that. And that's but I mean, that's just one of many yeah. aspects to the story. But I mean, this is a it will uh, it's it's going to be really something yeah. to watch. And uh, thank you all for listening. I hope everyone's doing well and we'll be back with you next week. Take care.